Welcome in from Tulsa Bona Joint, TulsaBonaJoint.com. The great Dr. Christopher Crane joining us here on the Blitz 1170. Doc, what is going on on this Wednesday, man? How are you? Pretty good. Just trying not to get blown over in the wind. Yeah, it's difficult this time of year for sure, and we're not that far away from all of those pesky little allergies starting to peak back up as well and making people that much more miserable. Uh, I sent you a text earlier so you can uh, talk me off of the ledge as a Niner fan, Um, but I have an incredible lack of understanding about many things, Doc, besides just what we talk about in the segment. Um, Explain to me how an injury like the UCL injury from Brock Purdy happens on January 29th. We're almost a month out now, uh, and yet he is scheduled to have a procedure, and they say we're going to postpone this due to continued swelling inside of the elbow. So is is there a reason why they don't try to they, – they try to limit the swelling naturally, that they don't try to do anything to limit that to get in there to have the procedure? What is the thinking behind that, and how long can swelling in an injury like that or other injuries continue to happen inside the body? Well, a lot of it comes down to exactly what they're trying to do. So he's got a tear of his ulnar collateral ligament in the elbow, kind of on the inner edge. It sits right next to the funny bone. I think we've, we've talked about this a couple other times. It's, yep. a, it's an injury that – Specifically, baseball pitchers kind of fear, uh, but it can happen yep. in other sports too. And uh, there's a couple different ways to go about it. And the most common, familiar thing that everyone talks about is the Tommy John surgery. Now, Tommy John surgery is a reconstruction. So we're not trying to go get the original ligament and put it back together. We're trying to make a new ligament uh, or take a ligament from somewhere in the body and put it there to reinforce it. And so that's a different approach. Uh, Now, in his case, I believe what they mentioned they're trying to do is what's called an internal brace. So they're trying to actually go get that original ligament, reattach it, and then reinforce it. And so especially in a case like that, you need that swelling in that area to be minimal so that you can easily deal with the tissue in that area because you're trying to find that original torn ligament, put it back against the bones that it's supposed to be attached to, and then reinforce it. And that's hard to do if there's a lot of swelling around. I would agree a month out is a little unusual for that amount of swelling. And it's perhaps he's been, you know, just speculating. Maybe he's been more active with it, trying to keep motion in that elbow. Uh, Maybe he had, you know, a repeat injury or or he's not been icing it or doing anti-inflammatories at the same rate. Uh, There's lots of different factors. It may have been something that kind of cleared up at first and then was re-aggravated, or maybe it's truly just been swollen most of this time. Uh, it, that That's not super typical for a month out swelling to be a cause for delay, but I think the particular type of procedure they're wanting to do means that they need as little swelling as possible in that area to make it easier for them to make it successful. Okay, so you could probably file this in this. This might be a dumb question, but uh, Doc, this might be a dumb question, but um, do they want the swelling to go down naturally, or are there times where they can, you know, they can prescribe stuff to to help the swelling go down? Like, how typically do they approach it like this, or does that even matter in an instance like this? Uh, a lot of the times, we try to rely on the non-medicated ways, you know, ice and compression and elevation, which we talk about a lot for sprains, but that can work for swelling pretty well anywhere. Um, but we also sometimes use anti-inflammatories, uh, or rarely. Uh, for injuries where we're looking at surgery, but other times we'll use steroids. It's both just trying to get swelling down from a injury. And that can be something that occasionally can affect the healing of a surgery if you're taking those types of medicines. 
because that you need at least a little bit of inflammation after the surgery for healing. And so there is kind of a, a, a fine line to walk on on some surgeries with avoiding anti-inflammatories to excess because we need a little bit of that inflammation to help uh, allow good healing. Uh, so there, there's kind of a line to walk there, but definitely other things like uh, ice and, and compression can help with that too. Now, uh, you mentioned earlier how it's the internal brace is, is the surgery that they're doing. So explain to me what that is, because I read where that's a collagen-coated tape. Is, is that correct on, on how they go in and actually pers- pr- uh, repair that with the original ligament that's, that's uh, inside? I think the specific type that they mentioned for him is a, is a specific brand where they do use sort of a a collagen um, laced suture so that the the collagen already present on that suture is available for the body to use to help the healing process. But there's other ways to do it. Uh, The goal is that you just take the original ligament, reattach it, and then using suture to run alongside it or along with it, you, you suture extra strength and extra durability into that ligament and try to help it not have any kind of re-injury. That's the dreaded fearsome complication that we have with anything that we reconstruct or repair is we don't want this to happen a second time. We want this repair to be stronger. Uh, And in reconstructions like Tommy John surgery, it's not always necessarily stronger than the original ligament that you had. Um, Dr. Christopher Crane is with us here, Tulsa Bone and Joint, tulsabonejoint.com. We'll tell you how to get in contact with him in a moment. Uh, I didn't send you this one because I didn't see it until just a while ago, but uh, Lonzo Ball, who plays for the Bulls, they just shut him down for the rest of the season. And I'll, I'll ask the question because you're looking at an individual that has had a pair of knee surgeries in 2022. So back in January, they went and re- uh, had to repair the torn left meniscus um, in, in January, then had a second uh, ortho knee surgery in September, uh, and they have decided to shut him down now because he continues to struggle and continues to report uh, instances of pain that's going on in the knee. Um, is that just an instance, Doc? And I know I'm asking you to, to kind of fix things from a distance here, uh, but typically, from what I understand, that the meniscus repair is not one that is overly complicated. Uh, but what are some complications that could arise with, with repairing a meniscus, especially if you've tried to go in a second time to kind of correct some of the issues? Oh, yeah. And this kind of has the same uh, caveat as we just talked about with the UCL, is with meniscus, there's kind of two approaches. And one is the repair, where you truly go in and suture and try to rebuild that contour, that meniscus, and and allow it to heal with suture to actually bring it back in place and help that tear hold together. And that's a much more involved surgery. That actually does require generally a time of being off of the knee and takes longer to rehab through versus the more common thing as as older adults that we'll see with meniscus where they'll go in with a scope and kind of just shave down the tear in the meniscus and resurface it. And that doesn't involve any suture. That doesn't involve any kind of long-term rehab because you get moving right away. You get weight put on it right away. So, again, in his case, it sounds like what they're saying they did was actually use suture, repair some of that, and it it may be that that didn't lead to a complete resolution of symptoms, and they may be looking at, at other ways to either continue to repair it or have to shave some of that down. Ultimately, you try to avoid shaving down 
a meniscus in a young person because you want to have them keep that cartilage for as long as they can. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to just shave that out. Yeah, because he's 25, dog. I mean, he's still incredibly young. Yeah, and if we get rid of that by shaving it away, then it's not there anymore, and it's kind of like a slightly advanced – it moves you a little closer to arthritis-type pictures. Now, if the cartilage you have isn't doing you any favors, then maybe that's what they need to do, but I think they're going to exhaust the repair option first, and that, that may involve some time. And so taking him out for the season is – is not something you want to do, but if you need this to heal right and not give him daily pain, that's what you got to do. Uh, Dr. Crane, before I let you go, we are approaching the uh, spring season for a variety of different sports. It's just a good reminder, right, for, for parents, uh, for caretakers that, um, you know, make sure that you, you get all of uh, your physicals out of the way. We're starting to think about that again. And then I think, uh, you know, in the past we used to stress – if your child is complaining about any type of pain whatsoever at, at this stage before they, they start entering into any type of spring season, it is time to contact you. It's time to contact also Bone and Joint. Contact a physician about seeing what the problem is because you're just going to create more problems by continuing to, uh, to ignore it. Now is the time to do that before we start all getting busy again with youth sports. Yeah, it's definitely the, the calm before the storm, right before the huge spike in physicals that we typically see, kind of April and May, getting everything ready for summer and for fall again. Uh, this is definitely a good time to get ahead of that curve, get into the doctor's office, come in, we'll get that sort of thing taken care of. And if there are problems, let's take care of them now so we're ready to play. All right, Dr. Green. I... Good stuff, Dr. Crane. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, I lost you for just a second, but we're back. I reconnected here at the last at the last second. Great <laughs> stuff today. I appreciate you kind of uh, m making me wa uh, walk back from the ledge a little bit with Purdy um, as a diehard Niner fan. Uh, that everything is uh, is more than likely going to be okay. I'm a little bit concerned by the swelling that still exists a month out, but you know I'll keep the fingers crossed on that. But I always appreciate the great info that you give us here uh, on the Blitz 1170 each and every single Wednesday, Doc. Absolutely. Look forward to the next one. Appreciate you. That is uh, Dr. Christopher Crane joining us here from Tulsa Bone & Joint, 918-392-1400. Matt, I was there, and then I was gone. And then suddenly, boom, uh, back and ready to go about the time that you said something. So thank you for stepping in there for just a few moments. Again, 918-392-1400. That is the number to call for you to uh, book an appointment now. And they do some pretty incredible things there. I trust uh, my family with Tulsa Bona Joint have had multiple procedures there with not only myself, but my wife and our daughter as well. All right, we will take a time out. We are at... Titan Sports here for FC Tulsa Media Day. So if you hear people yelling in the background, it's because they're shooting all of their green screen videos right now for when they actually, I don't know, put some points on the board. It's pretty fun to sit here and watch uh, these guys go through all the different scenarios that they're going through here, uh, making sure that they can fire up the fans. We'll take a time out and come back with more next here on the Blitz 1170.